Hello, Malcolm here and welcome. Welcome to Quiet Time Coaching and this daily devotional podcast based on 1 Thessalonians. To quote from chapter 2 verse 12, they're aimed at encouraging, comforting and urging you to live lives worthy of God. Now, on to today's scripture. Today we're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 5. It reads, You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. Perhaps Paul is being accused of using flattery. In his absence, people might be slandering him or saying that, you know, he was a greedy chap, he only... He only came here and preached so that you would help him out. Of course, they're forgetting that Paul actually didn't take any money from the Thessalonians at all, but that's another part of the letter. But he's confident in being able to say to the Thessalonians and that they would agree with him that he didn't use flattery. You know we never used that, and we didn't put on a mask. And anyway, whether you can see it or not, God is our witness. This is another part of this section where Paul is dealing with the clarity of conscience that he has. And it provides him with an authenticity, an authority, and an energy to be able to address this church with what it needs. Flattery. <laughs> Flattery can get you some places, but it doesn't get you beaten up and imprisoned. And that's the kind of thing that happened to Paul. So it doesn't seem very likely, does it? As the Tyndale commentary puts it, it denotes something like cajolery, in other words, deception by slick eloquence. The use of acceptable speech with the purpose of lulling someone into a sense of security so that one may obtain one's own ends. That's flattery. Because Jesus, I think, was sensitive to this. In Mark chapter 10, verse 18, he asks the man who comes up to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good. Except God alone. Of course, Jesus was good, really. But I wonder whether he's detecting that this man who's come to him is flattering him, trying to influence, trying to manipulate him, and he's therefore deflecting it. Paul says, I didn't do any kind of flattery, and I wasn't greedy. Of course, greed isn't always about money. It can be about people, about followers, about fame, about power, or any and, and all of those. Greed is a serious thing. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 3, there must not even be, he says, a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. It's important that we pray and ask God to reveal in us the location of any greed that is there. And you and I are not immune. It doesn't matter whether you consider yourself wealthy or not. There are different ways to be greedy. I'd say that the greed here is more than monetary. It's a desire to, to own, to have, and to have more. As it says in the book, Glittering Vices, the hallmark of well-entrenched greed, then, is a willingness to use people to serve our love for money rather than the use of money to serve our love for people. 
Where is the focus of our servitude? Who gets the best of us? Who gets the best of our resources? Ourselves or other people who need it? People in your household, people in your neighborhood, people in your congregation. Let's pray today and ask God to reveal any greed in us and help us to purify our own hearts, given that, well, he's our witness and knows anyway and still loves you. Thank you for listening today. It's my hope, to paraphrase chapter 1 verse 3, that your work will be produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For more notes, lessons and resources on these topics, go to my website, malcolmcox.org, and I'll finish with the last phrase of the letter. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Take care and God bless. Thank you.